Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome to Baseball Barbacast, the only baseball podcast in the world more insightful than Gabe Kapler. I'm Jake Mintz. That's Jordan Schusterman. Just walk faster. Oh, we'll see about that. Uh, it's a pretty high bar to clear. We are going to finally talk about the words of wisdom delivered on Gabe Kapler's Instagram regarding uh, hustling uh, is the simplest way I Which think to put it. He does every day. <laughs> every day, we are going to get to that. And honestly, I almost feel bad that it has taken this long for us to talk about this. We are going to talk about that uh, in the second half of our show. We do have a few more transactions that happen. Jake is still here in Indiana visiting me. He will fly home tonight. But I got to say, while Wednesday was nice, we had a lot of moves to talk about. And we have a couple today. This show, I'm I'm more excited about. I feel like we've settled in. You know, on Wednesday, we had just got back from the airport. We were both tired, and it was just like, holy shit, like, transactions. These are some topics I'm much more excited to sit next to my friend Jake in the same room and talk about. It turns out that if you spend time around the people you work with, yeah. you will come up with more creative ideas if all you're right. talking about baseball all day. All right, and that's how it all began. Huh. Uh, for Jake and I over 10 years ago. Holy shit. Holy All right. Anyway, shit. what? so we have moves to talk about. We got Jock Peterson. We got Dave Robertson. We'll talk about them. I am going to uh, kind of review the world of fan fests because we have a ton of them happening this weekend. Okay. Um, and we were kind of talking about them yesterday. And I was curious, like, oh, like some teams have fan fests and some teams clearly don't. But I dug into it and I, and I found who does, who doesn't, who used to, and all these things. And I'll, I'll, I'll reveal those those stats to you. We are going to talk about Gabe Kapler. The Yankees are changing their jerseys for some reason. Uh, and then we have a couple Red Sox adjacent interesting topics, as well as a follow-up from an uh, email question we had uh, recently. Which so. is, can Jake throw harder than Jerry DePoto? <laughs> yes. And we have some insight <clears throat> yes. from Jerry DePoto's son. Yes. So stay tuned for all that. But let us begin. Let's get, uh, again, it is January 26th. There are still plenty of free agents available. Um, None of them are free, though. Uh, no, no, that's that's actually a good point. They are currently free. They are free to decide, but the cost will be far from free. If they were free, I, I imagine this would not be taking this long. They're expensive agents. Yes, they are expensive agents, but they uh, deserve to be to be waiting for, for the money they get. And Jeff Passett basically wrote at ESPN today or this week, basically being like, uh, the, his two main takeaways, because there wasn't too much like massively interesting scoops in terms of connecting teams and players, but he made the parallel to the 2017-2018 offseason, uh, another time when Boris kind of dominated the top of the market, and he took four of his clients, uh, including Eric Hosmer, including uh, Moustakis, Jake Arrieta, uh, and I think JD, JD Martinez. JD Martinez. Um, he also took all of those guys like into February, and and 
the other point he made is that even though it's been slow this offseason, the market doesn't actually seem to be down. Like the deals that players are getting, it's not like, oh, yikes, like teams are really like t- players are settling. That does not appear to be happening. And so I think that there's still confidence that these guys at the top are still going to end up. And let's let's not be surprised. I know there's people online talking themselves and being like, maybe Matt Chapman's only going to cost $80 million. Still going to cost. No fucking shot. These guys are still going to get a boatload of money. We just have to be patient. But we did get a few transactions and we're going to run through them quickly. Young let's Jock. begin with young Jock Peterson. Not quite so young anymore. But he signs with the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team we essentially knew were going to have to sign another hitter. They have kind of been one of the more aggressive teams coming off their surprising pennant run. And while we there were definitely rumors about maybe a reunion with J.D. Martinez, who was, of course, amazing for them after they traded for him a few years back, it seems like Jock, they settled for a left-handed bat and someone who's whose basically expected stats were identical each of the last two seasons. The actual production was much down in 2023. But in terms of quality of contact, he's become one of the more reliable left-handed hitters in the game. Two years ago in 2022, he hit 274, 353, 521, which is a 146 OPS plus in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was one of the best hitters in the league mm-hmm. two years ago. Like you said, he was a little bit fortunate. Last year, he was a little bit unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Jock Peterson, when he entered our world, he was this dual sp- speed power threat. <laughs> uh, he has left one of those two traits uh, behind in the rear very, view mirror. Very behind, I yeah. Mean, this guy went 30-30 in AAA. Yeah, in AAA, right, in, in Oklahoma City. He, or no, I guess Albuquerque. This is before they were in Oklahoma City. This is the last year um, when they were in Albuquerque, 2014. Yeah, one of the more memorable minor league seasons, right? When we're like starting to do this and covering prospects. And I was like, holy shit, Jock Peterson, like yep. going 30-30. And then, but but here's the funny thing. That speed never carried over to the major leagues at all. He like has, as soon as he got to the big leagues, he was done running. He has, he had more steals in that season in AAA than he has his entire major league <laughs> career combined. <laughs> That's crazy. 22 steals as a big leaguer. <laughs> yeah. And so Jock Peterson, the big leaguer has been a very different thing. He has been a very fun player to have in our lives. Mm-hmm. He has gotten less athletic every year and has settled into swing hard designated hitter. Yeah, player. he's gotten less athletic, but a better hitter basically every season. You know, he was platooned a lot with the Dodgers. He proved that he could at least handle lefties as he got older. He struggled against lefties a little bit more in 2023. But again, as I mentioned, quality of contact. When you compare the last two seasons, 367 x Woba 2022, 366 XWOBA 2023. Identical. But the actual WOBA was 373 in 2022, 331 in 2023. Diamondbacks are looking at him and saying, hey, come hit here. San Francisco, not exactly the friendliest place uh, that you're going to be hitting in, in half your uh, half your games, and it's it's perfect. I, I think it's a it's a it's a great fit. Um, Got it. Can I say? Yeah. Diamondbacks love their offseason. Oh yeah, love, love their offseason. Their offense, even though they went to the World Series at times in October, was very imbalanced. Yep. And uh, frankly, tough to watch. Yeah. At times. Well, it wasn't, it was in whatever, an 84 win team. It wasn't a team that (laughs) you were like, damn, like this lineup. Like we weren't saying that at any point during the regular season. It was, it was a young team. They would run, they would bunt, whatever. It was like, we need some thump. We need some thump now, which yeah, just want to go through it. Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, Christian Walker, Jock Peterson, Gabby Moreno, Eugenio Suarez, Alec Thomas, 
bringing back Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Geraldo Perdomo, that's a very good lineup. That right. is a good lineup. And, and, and so they bring back Gurriel, and I, I am curious if this opens up a door for another potential trade because they still have a ton of outfielders. And if you're bringing in Jock to take most of the DH reps, that means Gurriel's going to be back in left, and we have that outfield alignment that we pretty much had in the postseason, which is Gurriel in left, Thomas in center, and Carroll in right. You still have Jake McCarthy there. I mean, he was really good in 22, bad last year. You still have Dominic Fletcher. They still have multiple other outfielders in the upper levels that I think could could make a difference. We still don't really know where Jordan Lawler fits into this conversation. So I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona is still a team to be aggressive on the trade market over the next month. Um, we'll see what they can do there. But I agree. It's a really, a really strong, interesting lineup. And, and we have to point out, I mean, people have made this joke, obviously, but Jock Peterson replacing Tommy Pham is, is funny. It's funny. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny. And we're low. I, we're low on the the whole slap fantasy football. Like it's not like I. It was overplayed like to an extreme degree. People hit people. Yeah, and like yes, it was it was a unique and, and odd conversation uh, part thing to happen. And yes, I understand that. But those jokes got played out. So, however, this, this is funny. This is funny. This is funny. Jack Peterson plays Tom. Other news: David Robertson. Yeah, the long long time. Reliever. I mean, this is one of the longest tenured players we have in Major League Baseball, right? I mean, this guy, <laughs> this dude won the World Series with the Yankees, which was a long time ago. I don't know if you know, but it's been a minute. He debuted in 2008, the age of 23 with the Yankees. He is going to be 39 this season on his fourth team, which will be the Texas Rangers. One year Fourth team. What do you? He's on I his, said eighth team. Oh, yeah, I heard fourth team. Sorry, eighth team. Sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah. with the Texas Rangers for a whopping one year, twelve million dollars. Yeah, a lot. That's a lot more than I thought. And isn't David Robertson his own agent? Oh, I know he was at one self, point. Yes. So on B ref, it says agent self. So unless he's <laughs> getting former Kansas basketball coach Bill Self to represent him. He's doing it on his own. Now, I would say credit to him for heck securing, of a negotiation. Heck here. of a negotiation. The Rangers were a team. It was so interesting because we spend the whole year being like, oh my God, oh my God, their bullpen is a disaster, disaster, disaster. And then Josh Spores is like, yo, I'm Mariano Rivera. What a do. What? How about that timing? <laughs> Say Leclerc. But clearly, you know, Chris Young is still looking at this bullpen and like, hey, this, this bullpen still needs work. There were a spot where people assumed maybe if, if they were spending big this winter, maybe they were going to go after like a Josh Hader type, a Jordan Hicks type, a Robert Stevenson type. Instead, they end up with 39-year-old David Robertson, who at times last year was still pretty good. He had a couple disaster outings after the trade to the Marlins, but the strikeouts have generally still been there. And remember, this is a guy who we thought his career was over. Like he... Come going into after 2019 with the Phillies disaster injury didn't pitch in 2020. He played in the Olympics in 2021 because he couldn't find a team, mm -hmm. and so when the USA team went to Japan in the mm -hmm. Tokyo Olympics, mm -hmm. it was a lot of minor leaguers. Yep. But there were a couple older guys who didn't have clubs at the time, and David Robertson was on that team, showed well enough to get back into affiliated ball, mm -hmm. and then since then he has just been David Robertson yeah. again. And made a whole lot more coin. Oh yeah, relieving in the big leagues. Yeah, he's he's racked up uh, still a bunch more saves. Obviously, you know the first seven years of his career, he was the seventh and eighth inning guy in New York, and he's yeah, he's he's still good. I mean, I am I am also surprised he he got eleven million dollars. Uh, but I 12th. guess so. Okay, he he got he got more than Chapman from the team that essentially just let Chapman go. 
Um, now, obviously, the Rangers have more to give in theory than the Pirates, but that's that's I, I think I think I'm surprised by that. I mean, it's a very similar deal. But. Chapman uh, throws uh, near 100 still, and David Robertson does not. That yeah. maybe is yeah. why it's a but but David Robertson. People really like having David Robertson around. I sure. think I think more than Chapman, <laughs> but but maybe maybe yes. I'm wrong about that. Uh, either way, he, he is he is at least someone that he definitely he definitely fits the Rangers, you know, uh, veteran, you know, white accomplished person motif. Which is now <laughs> a time to bring up our favorite David Robertson story, Jordan. Sure. Which yes. is related to Texas uh, and the Rangers yes, that's in a, a very good, specific way. That's a good point. So maybe this will come back up. 2018, Jake and Jordan are working at MLB.com, and we are sent to cover CC Sabathia's charity softball game at, at uh, not City Field, that would be <laughs> weird, at Yankee Stadium. And we're working the red carpet like the grinders we are. Right. And we're asking all these guys, like, when were you the most starstruck? Yes. Because there's all these celebrities around. Action Bronson is there. Oh, yep. my God. Jesus and Marrow before they <laughs> split up were there, right? Yep. Like, yep. There and was there. all kinds of former Yankees, right? Rivera, Passat is there. And, of course, yep. um, obviously, we talked to CeCe there. And I think, I think Jeter was there, and we did not talk to him. Uh, he did not talk to us. <laughs> yeah, he did not talk to us. Yes. Anyway. We, we talked to a bunch, and David Robertson – rolls through which again at this point he is this is when he's back on the Yankees after the White Sox after the White Sox right so he was on the Yankees goes to the White Sox and goes ended back in the Yankees and we asked David Robertson and his first answer when were was, you the most starstruck David? he's like he was like he says well I always like oh someone asked me this before and I said Papa John we were like Oh, okay. But but then it seems like he was like, someone asked me this before. He's like, yeah, I said Papa John. But then then I thought about it. And really the answer is George W. Bush. Woo. So maybe that will come back up at his Rangers press conference. And he'll be like, Rangers. Yeah, you know, I actually always secretly love the Rangers because I loved, you know, W. It's like, all right. So we'll see what happens with that. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, anyway, that was one of the crazier interview answers we've ever gotten. Papa John. <laughs> being starstruck by Papa John, I think... I. I get, I don't know if starstruck is the right word. Yeah. Like shocked by <laughs> him as a real person. Struck. It, struck. Star? Struck. <laughs> Maybe not as much. And let's just say, um, Jordan, he, when was this, the date on this? It was like late May. When we, when we talked. When to was him. this? Oh, oh, oh no, it was September, was I think. Yeah. Papa John. Yeah. Papa John stepped down mm -hmm. from Papa John's. <laughs> In earlier that year, in twenty eighteen, in twenty eighteen, oh, after man. it was revealed that he he used the N word. Yeah. Um. Now, whether or not Robertson <laughs> knew this at the time is yeah. up for debate. Yeah. This is why, but, like, maybe not a. The best this answer. is why we were like, okay, cool, maybe man. a different Anyone answer. Else? <laughs> Anybody yeah. else? Anyway. Papa John, George H. W. Bush. Two American heroes. Maybe we're you're right. Maybe we're conflating some of the timing, but either way, it was it was something. Uh, anyway, that's David Robertson. He will he will help the Rangers, and I guess I am the last thing on this. Like, is I am curious. Like, is he the closer? Papa like, John. I, we're done with Papa John. Is he the closer? Like, are it look for for what Leclerc and Josh Spores did in October? Now I'm sure they're very tired, but like David Robertson, like. He's he's the, he, that's what he does. He probably thinks they probably at least telling him he's going to have a chance to close. But anyway, we will find out. Uh, Rangers also made a couple other uh, minor signs. They signed Matt Duffy. I saw a quote about Matt Duffy being excited to be reunited uh, with Bruce Bochy. So 
that makes a lot of sense. How excited is Bruce Bochy to be reunited <laughs> with Matt Duffy? Though? <laughs> oh shit! What have you been up to, hey, Matt Duffy? Man. Hey, um, oh, oh, but, hey, hey, man. But hey, man. They also signed Jared Walsh, and I just wanted to touch on this briefly because one, um, you know, while the Rangers have not spent a lot of money this offseason, uh, they they didn't they haven't replaced Mitch Garver, and while they have. A lot of good position players. One of the questions I've seen Rangers fans ask is, are they going to just replace Mitch Garver? Now, I don't think Jared Walsh is, you know, option A to replace Mitch Garver, but it is a reminder seeing Jared Walsh and seeing him sign a minor league deal that he was one of the crazier, um, I, I guess it, it seems not kind enough to call it, you know, a flash in the pan or, or a shooting star because it was a full season. This was not, you know, a, an Aquino situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like this was a full all-star year in 2021 that Jared Walsh did having come up as a senior sign, a former 39th round pick. And he had be, seemed to become like a, he'd figured something out. It was a development story that he had, it was uh, incredible success, a huge lefty power. And then poof, just totally gone, had some injuries, and then he's just been so bad uh, and so hurt. And But, but I think it's really more bad than hurt, uh, at least the past few years. So a very interesting one. And if he resurfaces with the Rangers, um, that's that's going to piss some people off. But good for him. Good for him if he can if he could find a, find it again because he really was a, a force. Another that's a good example of another thing that like happened to the Angels in a positive way that they did not capitalize on whatsoever. <laughs> like they had Jared Walsh just like appeared and was an awesome hitter, all star hitter. They still didn't finish above uh, five hundred in that season either. So sorry, Angels. Uh, and then the last one is the Orioles. Yes. Signed left-handed pitcher. Yes. Ronald Guzman. Yes. That's actually also Jared Walsh, who was a, you know, a two-way player. He pitched a little bit in the minor leagues. Ronald Guzman. Not a two-way player traditionally. (laughs) He was a top prospect with the Rangers. Had a lot of hype coming up the chain. Made the big leagues with them and was like their starting first baseman and like outfielder or mostly first base. 18-19. When they were really bad. When they were really really bad. bad. And he just didn't hit enough. Ended up on the Yankees in 2022, and I think had the single worst game in Yankees history that I was at. It was incredible. I believe he went 0 for 5 with four strikeouts and a double play grounded Correct. in two with the Correct. bases loaded in extra innings. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. And they won that game. And they won that game. It was um, against the Twins. Yes. yes. First game of a doubleheader. And it and was he his was first hitting, game. I, it was his first game with the Yankees, and I would believe he was hitting fourth. In his first game, yes, he was hitting fourth. This is when the Yankees were like totally tail spinning at the end of 22. Mm-hmm. And he, in his first game, hit fourth. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the Why? frick are you doing? <laughs> he was Boone? like doing pretty well in AAA, but it was still strange. He was so excited to be a Yankee. I remember talking to him about right, it. Right, because he's he, like, he has a lot of family in New York. and like 0 up. for 5, four strikeouts and a double play. So he has since converted. Yes. No, not to Judaism. But as far as to we know. the mound. Yes, to the mound, uh, up to 96 apparently. Had a brief stint. He actually did pitch. Um, he even appeared in an inning, I think that was more like as a position player in that season. He signed with the Giants and was kind of working with them as a reliever. Got injured, never appeared in a game. He actually appeared in a couple games during this winter ball season in the Dominican. Uh, those did not go well. was not throwing strikes. But again, if you're a lefty and you can throw 96 miles an hour, teams are probably going to want to give you a shot. And this is a cool story. Now, Just got to get him on campus. Now the Orioles being the team, it's, it's both perfect because it's like Orioles are creative. They'll figure it out. That'll be great. But it's also, it's like, 
a version of like Orioles, please just can you get a pit like a real like an actual pitcher? Right, the Orioles, <laughs> everyone's like, can you sign someone? They're like, Trey sure. can you sign? They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get Ronald Guzman. What about <laughs> what? Ronald Guzman? <laughs> anyway, very strange, uh, very strange decision. But hey, we're rooting for him. That would be a, a hell of a story if he can. How far? Yeah, how far down is he on the Orioles lefty relief depth chart? I, I would say qu- quite. Quite low. He's behind David Fry, who's not even on the team anymore. He's behind uh, Coulomb for sure. Hell yeah, dude. David uh, Coulomb, Deal Hall, CNL Perez. Yeah, he's definitely behind all those guys. Yeah, because they're pitchers, <laughs> and he's a man <laughs> he's, with a dream. He's That's behind. He's behind Keegan Aiken. Yes, Jordan. <laughs> Nick he's behind Vespi. everybody in AAA. He is behind every left-handed reliever in AAA. I hope that you go to Oriole Spring Training and you see Ronald Guzman throw a pitch. Whether it's in a game or it's on a backfield, I hope, because I'm not confident this is going to extend into the season, I just hope that you witness Ronald Guzman stand on the mound and throw a pitch in the next couple months. Thank you, Jordan. And I hope you dance. (laughs) Let's move on. Those are all the transactions. Yes. So we're going to pivot to FanFest. Now, I have never been to a FanFest. I have. Jordan has been to Nats. Fan yes, fest. yes, it was Winterfest. Winterfest. Now, the reason that we were interested in this is, like you said, there's a lot of them happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were curious how many teams have Fan Fest, mm-hmm. how many of them call them Fest, how many call them Con, how many mm-hmm. of them call them Caravan. Mm-hmm. Well, right. So caravans are, are part of this conversation because Fan Fest is what it sounds like. It is a a day during the offseason when a lot of players, former players, Come to usually the stadium or a convention center, and it's just like boom—you get autograph signings, you get Q and A, you get—and of course, we talked about Cubs Con recently. That is definitely one of the biggest ones. We are calling it a convention, as far as I can tell. They're actually the only one that calls it a con. But there's some other good names for these, which I, which I certainly enjoyed. So I, I looked into this last night because I also have remembered some some discourse about teams that used to have it that have taken it away, and and. And fans have been really bummed about that. Yes. Um, and that that makes sense, right? Because, again, this is meant to, regardless of how good your team is, it is an opportunity for fans to come together and celebrate their team and meet their players and get autographs and get pictures and hear Q&As and do, like, again, the Cubs do all kinds of fun stuff and it creates all kinds of cool social content and whatnot. So it's a it's a really cool thing. And, and again, we talked about the Cubs Con. Like, it's a great opportunity to get a bunch of your prospects to come hang out with some of your big league players. Like, right. it's a very, it, it is a, it's not that complicated. Like it's a cool thing that baseball teams in theory should all do, but that is not the case. And so I looked into it and here is what I found, Jake. There are 30 major league baseball teams. How many of them do you think have an active either fan fest or caravan or both, which we'll get to in a second. So how many do you think? Hmm. How many of the 30 have one like this year, like active It either happened already or is going to happen. 22. 19. Okay. Okay, so 19. Now, here are the teams that uh, have, have FanFest. Just standards out. Dodgers, Cubs, Padres, Guardians, Astros, Braves. This is not in any order. Rays, Rangers, Reds, Twins, Cardinals, Red Sox, Rockies, Pirates, Marlins, Royals, Orioles, Giants. Couple interesting notes here. The Brewers, they brought it back for the first time since COVID, and then it got snowed out. So that fucking sucks. So it sounds like the Brewers are bringing it back. Now we're going to get to the teams that have not done it since COVID or, or longer. The Brewers brought it back this year and then it got canceled. Thank so that's, you to the Brewers. That's, that's a bummer. The Brewers fan fest getting canceled for snow is appropriate. Though. Yeah, but it's, it sucks. So that's that's unfortunate. But it seems like the Brewers at least tried. So so credit to them. They had not done it since then. 
Then you have teams that also do do caravans in addition. Now, caravan is something, again, usually you're, you're taking, you're getting on a, <laughs> it's interesting whether they're using a bus, they're using an RV. Sometimes they use different interesting vehicles to make it more interesting than it is. But they go around the community and they go to like elementary schools and they go to you know libraries and whatever, and they show up. The Birdland Caravan. That is a thing and that it's is happening thing. right now. That is a thing and it's happening right now. And apparently the Orioles used to have regular fan fest. And then since COVID, they've turned it into a caravan. But credit to them, they, they've they've brought it back. And it's still a way to connect with the community. Yeah, they're just like sending Ryan Mountcastle to Anne Arundel. To, <laughs> exactly. exactly. The Giants used to have a regular fan fest. This year, they're doing something uh, similar. But they're going on a tour uh, three weekends in a row to Sacramento, San Jose, and then Napa with players. Sounds like they're... Trying to take some A's. <laughs> well, we'll get to the A's later, obviously. And then they're having an open house at Oracle Park in March. So the players obviously won't be there. So that's probably just like, an hey, come out. open house? That's what they're calling it, which is probably just like, hey, just come run around in the field. Wait, that's so funny because an open house implies that you get <laughs> so, to buy it. Right. Or like, yeah, you're, you're seeing like, oh, do I like, to, would I remodel this kitchen? I'm going to show up with my fiance in a sweater vest and say we're very interested in the property. Yes. Uh, we have three teams that do caravans and fan fest. Twins, the Reds, and the Rangers. So that's, they're maxing it out. That's like the ma- maximum uh, fan, you know, service, which credit to them. Reds are amazing at this kind of thing. Now, a couple of the notes on the teams that do do it. First of all, I love that the Rays don't do it until February 17th because they can, because all the players are just down there reporting to spring training. It's by far the latest. Like, it's basically, oh, wow. they just do it. Yeah, most of these teams are doing it in the next like week or two, but that's that's another one. Um, and then also the names you mentioned, what do they call them, right? Cubs Con. Most of them are just blah, 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 fest. But my favorite one I found is Royals Rally. The Royals, the Royals rally. rally. So that's the, how they won in 2015. Exactly, a bunch of Royals. So, rallies. so the Royals rally is uh, that's that's also I think coming up. So that's very exciting. So, wow. so hey, so credit to all those teams who are doing fan fest. Right, very simple. And again, it's a, literal it's a huge fan range. service. It's a huge range of small market, big market, whatever. Right. You have the Dodgers, the Padres. You have the Marlins and the Pirates and the Royals doing it. Okay. So now let's get to the teams that are not doing it. Because we have nine teams that used to do it, but are no longer doing it. Ooh. Okay, let's go through those. The A's. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. well duh. Okay, now the cool A's, thing. A's, I just want you to imagine. <laughs> I want you to just picture in your head. 2024 A's Fan Fest. Yeah. What that would be. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. But the cool thing is, as we've talked about this, there is some unofficial A's Fan Fest that is also essentially a de facto protest that the same people that you know organized to sell the team shirts and all that stuff that is happening and that is going to be lit and that's happening in the next few weeks are they going to get gal off there no, i don't <laughs> i don't know it's that i doubt they're going to have any active players trevor uh, may but the fans will be celebrating them so that's that's cool but obviously a's whatever the white Sox are no longer doing socks fest that did used to be a thing now they're doing something a season ticket holder party okay Whatever. Wet that's, fart That's noise. something, but it is not. Obviously, that is not a... Most of these things are free admission, right? Most of these things are just like show up and hang out with your team. So that's not that. Here's... here's uh, Okay, then a couple ones who just like used to have it and then don't do it anymore. The Mariners, the Tigers, uh, the Phillies had Phillies Festival PH. That There's like a picture of Bryce Harper doing it in 2019, and then they haven't done it since then. Well, because the Phillies were like... Oh, 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 we maybe we just should get good. Yeah, just get good, and then we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> the Nationals uh, haven't done uh, Winterfest since uh, before COVID. The Blue Jays did. opposite. The Blue- Nats are the opposite strategy. That right? makes that makes and that it's makes like more sense. COVID happened, and now they're bad, and they're like, 
What fan <laughs> Same thing for the Tigers. They definitely used to do one. They don't do it anymore. The Blue Jays had one last year, but didn't do one this year. That's very strange. Um, and then here are the two other uh, funny ones. The Mets did it for the first time in 2020. And it like went really well. Like February 2020 was the first time they did a fan fest. It was great. A and the, super spreader. Well, that's that's one point. But the other funny part is the press release announcing it is like, come meet Carlos Beltran. Wow. <laughs> and he didn't make it uh, because he was <laughs> canned in January. I don't know if Luis Rojas was there, uh, but wow. but they have not brought it back. So the Mets were because like, of Carlos Beltran. I, I don't know, but anyway. But the really fu- the funniest one, but it was also like the most disappointing is that the diamondbacks did it until last year last year they had done it for a long time they brought it back after covid and then last year before their improbable run they're like "Mm, sorry we're not doing this (laughs) and then they didn't do it this year so tough for for what do the yankees do i'm curious okay there's two teams i haven't mentioned the The Yankees yankees and the angels the Yankees and the Angels. <laughs> because as far as I can tell, those are the only two teams where there is zero evidence whatsoever of any sort of Zero fest. point of a Yankees <laughs> fan fest. Zero. I know. I only found... negative, only bad things No, I know. Happen. I know. It's funny, though, because I, I did find evidence that there was... Their WFAN used to hold like an unofficial fan fest, which you could imagine what that scene was like. I think they did that for a while. Uh, it's all the fir- long time, first time. Exactly. Just exactly. in person. Bingo, which again, like has got to be a hell of a scene. So yeah, Yankees and Angels uh, are the two where I, I got nothing. The Angels, I found something where they do something like during the season, like in September. But again, games? that's not. Those are called games. <laughs> right, I know. It's like, I, I don't. <laughs> so the point is. Make of that what you will, <laughs> because when you go through, every other team has either done it in the past and should bring it back, or uh, is actively doing it. So that's what I learned. So, so the Angels go. are the are the worst culprit here because <laughs> the the Yankees don't they don't do need it. it. Don't they don't, do it. They don't, don't do it. Yeah, you're the Yankees. Yeah, they don't, Yankees fan fest. Instead of that, there are Danish people wearing Yankee hats. <laughs> right. You know, like, but it is still fun. But again, though, like you see the way the Dodgers and the Cubs and some of these other bigger and the fact that the Mets brought it back and the Red Sox, apparently it is a relatively recent thing. Can you, you know? imagine Yankees fan fest like like last year they do fan fest and IKF is talking but and all the fans boo. That's exactly they right, though. Boo. But this is also it's it's twofold. One, they, they don't need to make more fans. They're the Yankees. That's the obvious point. But the other thing. Look at the fucking Red Sox. They do their winter weekend. They go up there and they get freaking roasted, right? They get crushed. And it's like, you think, you think Hal Steinbrenner wants to get up there? You think Cashman wants to get I mean, Cashman's beefing with eight reporters. You think he's going to get up on stage? Not that Cashman's scared of the fans. They should but do like, the Joel Sherman versus Brian Cashman bout at Yankees in, in public, I agree. But anyway, so like, that's the thing. Now, part of me is like, that's still weak, right? I'm sure Yankees fans, like, it would be face the music <laughs> yeah but also but he, whatever forget that stuff forget the ownership in front office speaking like i mean your players like people love your players I, again are you good here's the other thing it's like they're not going to make aaron judge sit for seven hours and sign autographs like they're they're never going to do that um as good great of a humanitarian as aaron judge is like that's just not going to happen so i think that's part of it too which is disappointing Honestly, um, but I don't care. Yankees fans, let us know. Like, is it something that you would want to do? Would you would want to go to? What I'm about curious. a specific player like Glaberfest? <laughs> you just you boil it down. You just pick like one or two players, and you're like, listen, we're not doing the whole thing. You're not going to get Cashman, but you know, we'll give you uh, we'll give you uh, uh, Oswaldo Rort, Rort Fest. 
Rortfest. <laughs> Rortfest. That, that's good. Is he still on the team? Yeah. Never was. Is he? I guess he'll be in. He'll be in. Uh, he'll be in Scranton probably. Uh, wow, Ben Rortfest. I haven't thought about him. Anyway, there's my fan festa research. I hope you enjoyed that. And, and let me know if, if I missed anything. If you have been to any of these fan fests or I'm missing something about a caravan or something, let us know. Baseballbarbercast at gmail.com. Is there a um, Yankees fan fest going on in only your mind? We'd love to hear about it. <laughs> uh, there you go. We will be, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, talking about Gabe Kapler and how you should just walk faster. Just walk faster. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Baseball Barbacast. Jake Mintz, Jordan Schusterman. Producer Chris has alerted us that I made a mistake. I, I stated a, a lie. Yes. Bill Self uh, is still coaching Kansas, Chris. Yes. Well, and you made you made a joke because this was in reference to David Robertson having his agent listed on his baseball reference page as self. As self. <laughs> I don't know. If Bill Self has any experience as a as an MLB uh, PA certified agent. So uh, let me say, yeah, Bill Self uh-huh. uh, was suspended. Oh, for recruiting violations, and I and think you, I thought you, he got canned as a result. You thought that was like he's gone. Yeah. Okay. Well, stick quite. to ball. Not quite. Um, okay, let us talk about Gabe Kaplan. Jordan, I've been thinking about something. Yes. If you're trying to decide <laughs> whether you're going to walk somewhere or Uber or drive, and Google Maps says it's going to take you 10 minutes via car, it's probably about right. But if it tells you it's going to take 15 or 17 minutes to walk that same distance, it could be wrong. All you have to do is walk fast and you're cutting that down by three or four minutes. So don't let that make you get in a car. Just walk faster. So you've just been thinking that recently? <laughs> That's what I always say. My grandparents used to say that to me when I was young. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Gabe About Kapler, Google Maps. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. This video is not surprising. This is a video that Gabe Kaplan posted on his Instagram or on TikTok or something. If it tells you it's going to take 15 or 17 minutes to walk that same distance, it could be wrong. All you have to do is walk fast, and maybe you're cutting that down by three, four minutes. Former and Giants manager Gabe Kapler, who has this offseason been hired by the Miami Marlins. Exactly, and, and this is this is what I was getting to. Assistant general had, manager. Had Gabe Kapler been, you know, let go from the Giants, and he basically said this, like he was contemplating just like disappearing and like getting in a, ironically, I, I saw him talk about how he was thinking about like, just doing some grand tour where he like gets an RV and drives from Canada to, to Chile or some crazy thing. And like, I, this is what I was expecting. And, and to, if he was posting videos like this of, of like words of wisdom and how he views the world when he was off the grid, like I'd be like, yeah, of course that's Gabe Kapler. <laughs> I love that. Like he's probably on his way to work from work, thinking about work, which is now helping the Marlins, I guess, Develop one hitter. Develop one hitter. And he's like, you know what is going to help Jacob Berry? If he walks faster. (laughs) Uh, I just, I love this so much. I mean, the the real takeaway from the video is he's, the only thing I really learned is that he's, he seems to be anti-car, right? Because the line, don't let it make you get in a car is really what he seems to, that seems to be the thesis that he's most focused on. I agree with that concept. Yesterday, Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's true. We we live this. We live this. We we were gonna we go out to get some lunch. 
We looked at the Google Maps and, and said, oh, okay, well, there's- Four minute drive and 13 minute walk. Right. And I said- Don't let that make, don't, <laughs> I'm not going to let you uh, make me get in a car. And I think we walked faster. <laughs> yeah. And we got there quicker now, because there's no, of there, Gabe Kapler. Yeah. No, there's no Uber here. In, in no Uber in <laughs> Indiana. It's not an option. But either way, um, what, what, what else? Like, What else do you feel like you learned from this? Because on top of the fact that okay. you have every day I'm hustling in the background, uh, on top of the fact that you have- like, it's just the the earnestness. Like, it almost feels like when he starts talking, if you haven't seen this video before, and I'm sorry if we just, if like, I almost feel bad that if this is the first time you're hearing this, you heard it in Jake's uh, rendition instead of like him saying it for the first time. Because when you first start watching it, like I remember I saw the caption, whatever, this Talking Baseball account tweets it out. And it's like, wise words from Game Kapler. You're expecting Like when you pivot. start watching it, you're like, oh shit, like this is going to go somewhere crazy. And then he's just like, walk faster. I'm you're like, like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure, dude. Yeah, that's what's great about this, right? Is when Gabe Kapler was the manager of the Giants, he did not post very often. Gabe Kapler feels in his soul, like many of us do, a urge to post. <laughs> he wants to post. And since leaving the Giants managerial position, he has become more of a poster. Oh, yeah. However, the fact that this nugget of advice past the internal threshold of should I post this is remarkable to me. I mean, he, yeah, he lived this experience. He, yeah, he he, did this and he was like, Oh shit. I just, I just, you know, I just changed everybody's life by not taking that People are never going to believe this. (laughs) This is incredible. And so he's with this one easy trick. Uh, You can get there faster by foot. (laughs) Also here, I'd say run. Like, like you could cut it down by more than a couple minutes. So if you start, that'd be so funny if he's like sprinting while he's taking this video. He's like, he's like, you want to cut down time? Like you start booking. I think it'd be funnier if he was in a car. He was like, in this instance, I have a two hour drive. But in general, this is the advice I believe. Gabe Kapler, the character is remarkable. You can understand when watching him speak why he was both great and abysmal at communicating with athletes simultaneously. He is a singular weirdo. I am happy he exists in our sport as a character because he is just so bizarre. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is never dull. I hope he keeps posting. But that's the thing. It does make me wonder, like, were these the kinds of words of wisdom that he would you know, open the spring training with, right? Like, or has he been holding these in and being like, it's not appropriate for me Ooh. to share this. He's as been a masquerading manager. as a normal guy for the well, last no, well, four that, years. We know that's not true. I'm just saying that like, he's understood that like, he has a lot of things like this that he's been waiting. He understood it wouldn't be mm. appropriate to necessarily deliver it. Or he thinks like this kind of advice is better and like more valuable for the public for everybody like he doesn't want to limit that information to just his clubhouse he's democratizing he wants everyone he wants everyone to have access to Uh, walk faster (laughs) it's like a seminar walk fast you should do walk fest (laughs) thank you gabe kapler please keep posting all right uh next bit of news that i think means more to you than me and you will i guess you i was gonna say you're gonna see this but no it's the yankees have uh again Yankees fans, they're always wanting the Yankees to do things. And they're doing something. They are changing their uniforms. They're going with just their... Oh, that'd be nice. Their road uniforms specifically will be changing. Jake, please describe to our uh, 
audio listeners here, of which that is what people who listen to a podcast are. What is changing? Um, why are they changing this, if you know? And is this an improvement on their current road uniforms? The Yankees road uniforms are the most straightforward uniforms in sports, I think. Mm. And they are getting more straightforward. Mm. Last year, gray uniform, New York across the chest in block font, navy lettering with a white outline, and a navy and white stripe piping around the sleeve. Mm -hmm. Did you like that sleeve piping? Bad news, it's gone. <laughs> Did you like that white lettering around the edge? Bad news, it's gone. This is a return to the old days when the Yankees had this font, uh, I believe, until 1973. Mm. So the Yankees are trying to you know, turn the <laughs> Back to when back. you know they were winning. Now, here's the thing. Bringing it back to our uh, FanFest conversation. You could have announced this at FanFest. People would have gone crazy. They would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> Look at those new road, road jerseys. You know, those you are got, sick, Yeah, you got, like if Marinaccio like strolls out and is like, oh, Where's like trim. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So um, but I, yeah, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's a strange. These are the kind of decisions. It's like, who, as always with the Yankees, like did Hal just wake up and was like, we got to get back to the no trim days. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would love to know it, that. It looks better, is my opinion. You think it does look better? Okay. We don't do uniform aesthetics often on this podcast because our feel for aesthetics is very <laughs> low. And uniforms, in our opinion, are very subjective. It's yes. like, I like the way that looks. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I like this. I think it's a clean look. Um, it does make me think of it. looks like an older uniform. Yeah, I agree with that. Which is, it seems see, like that's what they're going for. I did see one Yankees fan quote tweet this and say, we are so back, <laughs> which is awesome. Which again, if you're trying to get back to when you were winning every year, great. Maybe this person meant it from the perspective of the uniform itself. I just like oh. we are, we the uniform are back. But I just think again, like this is a great example of, remember they started their off season by like, doing a lot of self-reflection, trying to understand how they just had arguably their most disastrous season in 30 years. And they were like, what's one way we can change, right? Oh, okay. Are we too concerned about this when we are talking to our hitters and the communicate? No, 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 no. Let's get back to the simple road grays when we were kicking everyone's ass. We were too complicated last that time. Will, that trim was too distracting. Uh, yeah. And that should uh, that should change things. If the so. Tim Robinson shirts are expensive, then this jersey is very cheap. <laughs> what are the odds that Hal Steinbrenner mm -hmm. or Brian Cashman or I guess Aaron Boone makes reference to the uniform change as evidence that they are trying to get back to basics Ooh. as an organization okay. during spring training? Oh, back to basics. Like, oh, we're trying to get back to know, our roots. Back to our roots. Right. What do you think? You think any of them mentioned that? I think so. I mean, the problem is we're not going to see them in spring training. So I don't, that's the part where I'm, I was going to pull up their schedule. Like what is their first road series? Do they? No, we're not going to see them, but I'm just saying are like, <laughs> Oh, like Boone's going to be like, yeah, you know, we're, we worked on this. We're going, we're bunting more. And we're and our the uniforms. <laughs> right, I exactly. think that gets said by Boone or Cat. They do start the season on the road, right? In Houston. So that that is uh that is an opportunity. And again, like that is the jersey that Juan Soto will be wearing when he makes his his Yankees debut. There you go. Uh all right. That From is... the Yankees to the Sox. <laughs> yes, to the Sox. Um couple Red Sox things. <laughs> uh let's begin in Worcester. 
Worcester, Mass. Worcester. This is not maybe a story that captured a lot of people's attention, but this is the kind of thing we talk about on Friday on Baseball Barbercast. Everything and nothing captures my attention because I have ADHD. Um, the Worcester Red Sox, the AAA affiliate of the Boston Red Sox, who, of course, used to be in Pawtucket and have been in, in Worcester since 2021, have announced a day called Farewell to Fitzy. Who's Fitzy, Jordan? Who is Fitzy? Ryan Fitzgerald, a minor league uh, infielder for the Boston Red Sox, has a pretty fascinating development story, which we can kind of uh, get into here. But Ryan Fitzgerald has been with the uh, Worcester, with the Woo Sox, uh, for the last two full seasons. He has not made it up to the big leagues. And because Ryan Fitzgerald... Was select and he was he was a fan favorite, right? People he had him. a mullet. He got the mustache. Everybody loved him. He's exactly the kind of player, you know. He's whatever. He had like merch that of like his silhouette, like all the whole thing. They're all about. But again, he never got called up. He was a pretty good AAA player. Never made it to the big leagues, but he was selected in the minor league Rule Five draft by the Kansas City Royals, which means he is not in the Red Sox organization anymore. Which means the Worcester faithful will not. Be able to see Ryan Fitzgerald this upcoming season at Polar Park or, you know, at Fenway any, or at Fenway Park. Or at any park, really. Um, and so what they're doing is they're holding a farewell to Fitzy Day this Saturday, uh, where he's gonna go and he it's it's we're talking about fan fest. This is a Fitzgerald fest. This okay? we, when I said Glaber Fest, this is that for a minor league infielder. And I want to be very clear. It's, it sounds like we are going to make fun. This is incredible. This we is like an this. unbelievable achievement of of player connecting with the community to where they want to do this for this player who has gone because not because he's retiring because he was selected in the minor league rule five and is still trying to make the major leagues and then like beat the Red Sox presumably <laughs> for the Royals. I in like they're paying for Ryan Fitzgerald's flight. Yeah, right? like he's. Lives in Chicago yeah. during the offseason, I believe. Like they have to fly him out. They got to put him up. Yeah, and they're they're just rolling out the red carpet for Ryan Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah, and 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 because the way they're trying, he is the all time leader in all these categories: two hundred thirty five games played and runs scored and hits. Now again, they've only existed for three years, so it's like it to me. It's also makes me wonder: like, are they just going to do this for anybody that plays there for three seasons? They're <laughs> like, trying to establish like an early legend. He's yeah. like the, which he's perfect. The He's baseball so players in like the 1880s. Right. This is Ryan Fitzgerald is that for the Wu Sox. Right, which is just which is just amazing. So anyway, it, it, it's an amazing thing. What's I, happening during Farewell to Fitzy Day? Can you give me some oh, of the details if uh, I would like to go say farewell to Fitzy? Oh, again, so of course he's going to do a whole, you know, you can go meet him. There's a whole luncheon. There's, you know, pictures and autographs. There's going to be a panel talking about his memories, two seasons. But, you know, memories, all these things. All his merch is going to be available like uh, as, at a discount. You can guy, bo- go buy all of his shirts. And then to, to conclude the farewell celebration, to cap it, all to cap it off. off, he will drop the puck at the Worcester Railers game, the EHA, EHL uh, minor league hockey game. ECHL. And it, ECHL, sorry. And he is going to sign autographs during uh, the first intermission of the game. So farewell to Fitzy. He's going to now go to Omaha in theory. And they're going to be like, who are you? Um, the He's going to be like, watch this. The, the real question is, I can't remember because AAA has changed so often. I don't think they're they, in the same. No, they don't. Right? They, they're There's not no going to. They're not going to. He's not going to be able to go go play there again. But anyway, maybe you know if he makes. 
I guess the real question is to like check the Royals' schedule and see when they're in Boston if he does make it up with Kansas City because this is a guy who again has been. He was uh, like a not like undrafted, um, yeah. And he basically worked his way very in tune with swing mechanics and kind of just advanced, you know, hitting approaches. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wild thing, and I uh, I hope he enjoys it. Live it up, dude, because this is not something that uh, you are going to see uh, see very often. Which farewell, is, which is pretty pretty freaking sweet. Uh, they are the Royals are in Boston, uh, July twelfth to the fourteenth. No, right but what's the funny break. is that that won't mean anything to most Red Sox fans. I know, like but I'm Ryan just saying that like the whole show, all up. of Worcester is showing up for that game. Oh my god, because like it's the Royals anyway. Like they're buying out a whole section. They're going to. I mean, think about like there. Here's the thing about this: there must have been demand for this. Like this was not. There must have been Worcester season ticket holders, or whatever. They were like, we need to do something to say goodbye to this guy, and they do. They're doing it. It's amazing. I love wow. it. I love it. Farewell, Fitzy. Uh, one more, uh, more uh, major league uh, baseball adjacent thing, which uh, Jake has not seen, but I think this is so funny. So. Peter Gammons, um, legendary, I mean, GOAT. He's on goat. you know Mount Rushmore of, of baseball uh, writing, of course. And Peter Gammons' Twitter is truly one of a kind. Um, now, that it has means been a lot one of, of a kind. It has been one of a kind for a long time. Yes, yes. And it but, is, that is a product of the year in which he was born and the year in which Twitter came out. Yes. Being incredibly far apart. Yes, <laughs> yes. However, he's been posting for a long time. And he has a very, just a fascinating syntax and just the way that he talks about the way that he, uh, the way that he tweets and the way that he kind of writes and, and observes and analyzes, like he is capable of firing off some absolute fuego, like yeah. hot takes that you couldn't even like, you couldn't even achieve. Right. And he delivered, I don't know if this is a hot take, but this just, this just made me smile and laugh so much. And so I told Jake, like, did you see the Peter Gammons tweet about Jordan Montgomery? And you said no. And then you started to guess what it is. And before we started recording, you started guessing what the tweet was. And yeah. now there's no way you're going to be able to figure out the exact wording. Right. But My first- I'm going to bring it up again. Why did I want to talk about a tweet that, that Peter Gammons wrote about? Now, I'm going to tell you. It is a tweet and then it is a, it is a quote tweet of himself. So it's like a two-parter. Okay. Okay. So- my first thought, obviously, was it has to do with the Cape Cod League because everything that Gammons <laughs> tweets... It's, it's like the equivalent of like John Morosi with the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything at any time, no matter whether WBC is now for another three years, it's like blah, blah, blah. He is... Oh, he you know pitched for Team Venezuela in 2006. This like, guy's <laughs> from Madagascar. Like, he's their ace. <laughs> right. So, Peter Gammons, of course, a New England legend, likes to reference the Cape Cod League at all turns. Oftentimes... It is quite illuminating, and I'm like, oh shit! Like that's really cool that there's that connection. But, then but this is not this is not Cape Cod uh, league related. It'll be like Aaron Judge, 62 home runs, never played in Cape Cod league. <laughs> right. So it's like, how good is he really? Right. Although now I am wondering if Jordan I believe Montgomery Judge ever did play in the Cape. Though um, I'm checking if Jordan Montgomery ever did. Okay, I don't believe he did. Okay, so my but no, other it is guess, not. It is not Cape Cod league. Related. It's not about the Cape. My other guess is uh, is has to do with Jordan Montgomery's wife. Uh-huh. is either a doctor or a med student in Boston. Yes. And so but my next guess is that there was some medical situation okay. where Jordan Montgomery's wife was like the doctor for either a Gammon's family member okay. or another Boston area sports person. Okay. So it's like <laughs> it, it would have been, you know, like uh, the the – 
the tweet he's quote tweeting is like, Loomerloney has appendectomy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, quote tweet, Thanks Jordan, to Jordan Montgomery's, Montgomery's wife, wife right. who performed appendectomy <laughs> on Loomerloney. Okay, amazing guess. Uh, not correct, but you are correct. It does have to do with Jordan Montgomery's wife. Um, Doctoring. In, in the, yes, yes. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I, why? I, yes, it is. It is a wife, not fiance. Okay, so yes, that is that is the the genre. Okay, the so genre. you so you nailed that. Okay. However, you are still. Oh, this is delightful. Okay, here is the tweet. Here is the first tweet from Peter Gammons. And again, it is so important to read it exactly as is. Correct. Here is the tweet. Friend was visiting an indoor Boston College baseball practice this week and noticed a Texas Rangers equipment bag. Told it belongs oh, pause, to... Pause, pause. Friend was attending indoor Boston College baseball practice this week. Yes. That is... <laughs> that's Peter Gammons. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, continue. Love it. Told it belongs to Jordan Montgomery. He got all excited being a Red Sox fan. Told Mackenzie Montgomery is interning at a Boston hospital. Yep. So that is basically being like, guy sees Jordan Montgomery in Boston, gets excited, thinks he's coming to the Red Sox, and then he finds out, oh no, oh Mackenzie Montgomery is interning at a Boston hospital. Oh, okay. To which Peter Gammons quote tweets, "This is just, oh my gosh, this is an all timer." This is what his quote tweet is. Oh, by the way, this is at five thirty a.m. Rise and grind, baby. Rise and grind. Wait, was the first tweet? Yeah, this is both both at 5.30 a.m. Quote, only a Red Sox fan in a dark winter be disappointed in an exceptionally bright woman woman in the early stages of a career serving others. <laughs> so again, the, the narrative here is Red Sox fan is pissed that Jordan Montgomery is not coming to the Red Sox because his wife is trying to become a doctor. And Peter Gammons is like, this Red Sox, only a Red Sox fan in this winter, in this winter would wow. be mad about this exceptionally bright woman in the early stages of a career serving others. And you know what? <laughs> yes. He's, again, spot on. He, he absolutely nailed it. Gammo don't miss. Gammo the goat. Um, we have one final topic, Jake, before we say goodbye. Yeah. We've been all over the place on this episode of Baseball Barbecast. A lot of places. Uh, by the way, you can email us at baseballbarbercast at gmail.com. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. And we had a email question recently about, well, so we were talking about Jordan Hicks originally and how he's, you know, one of the hardest throwers on earth, 100th percentile fastball velocity uh, in the major leagues. And then we were talking about Jake's fastball percentile velocity as a podcaster. And someone emailed us saying, how do you think you your velocity right now compares to that of Jerry Depoto, also a podcaster? Now, you know Jerry has not podcasted for a while. It sounds like probably the Mariners are like, hey Jerry, maybe we don't. No more, no more. Jerry's probably realized like eh, probably don't need to talk as much. I don't think we're going to hear from him until Mitch Garver like has a three homer game in April. Jerry Fest. <laughs> um, anyway, but then I, as I if, you, if when we got that question, I was like that's a great question. Jerry Depoto, of course, a former major league pitcher who's not. Not that old, right? And, not that young, and, and not that young, but definitely stays in shape. We know he's he's uh you know very constantly seen on on various you know hotel gym treadmills. That's he's he is he is an in shape. He's definitely in shape. More However, in shape, more in shape than Ryan Divish, even. <laughs> yes. However, how hard is he throwing now? And we were like, wait a minute. Uh, Jerry's son, Jonah Depoto, who by the way is a minor league pitcher with the Royals and is probably going to be in the big leagues this year. Jonah's followed us for a while, and we've messaged with him before. It's like, oh. 
if if anybody's gonna know this, it's probably Jonah Depoto. Probably Jonah. And so Depoto. I just dropped him, uh, dropped hey, him a DM. Hey, bro. Said, hey, how hard your dad throw? That's not exactly <laughs> what I wrote, but uh, uh, so he was obviously very amused. And this was Jonah's response. He said, "I've played catch with him. He's like, he's thinks it's very funny. I've played catch with him this off season. By no means high effort, and not sure when the last time he threw a ball max effort was." I think he's got 82 to 83 in the tank. Not sure if he'd agree with me, but I think he can rip it a little. <laughs> okay, so I cannot throw 83 right now. Yes. I could not. I could pull down 83. I yeah, think. like crow hop, probably, yeah. I think if you gave me a month. <clears throat> you could probably do it again. I could not do it. It would I think hurt if you so gave much. me two years, I couldn't do it either. <laughs> okay. I don't think I could. I don't think there's any series of events I could undergo in my life that could to get, get back me to back to 83. Wow. I, well, my elbow's still... No, I know, I know. It's not doing obliterated. great. Obliterated. It's not like, doing great. But so if, I, if Jonah's right, then then Jerry's got you. But it doesn't sound like Jonah knows for sure. I think Jonah is <clears throat> totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there are many human beings that can throw... Like, 83 is pretty hard. Yeah. No, I agree. But he's also his son. Like he's played more catch with Jerry Depoto. Like, yeah, he. yeah, and recently, and like Jonah is also when he's not playing catch with Jerry, he's playing catch with major like or whatever professional baseball player. So like he, it's not like he yeah. he would have a good sense for this. Maybe yeah. he's you know gassing his dad up, which is fair. But I don't know. <laughs> which is fair. I I think this is a mystery we should continue to poke at. Yeah. If I see Jerry Depoto in spring training. I won't ask him if he needs to say bring the podcast back. I'll just say, Jerry, how hard do you throw? Yeah. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's uh, <laughs> Thank sort of, you, Jonah. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, Jonah. Uh, all right. I think that's it. We're going to end Great. the podcast here. Um, I would encourage uh, people who are hankering for baseball. Uh, the Winter Leagues are both in their final series, or the Venezuela and the Dominican Winter Leagues. Lise can clinch the championship Tonight, they're back-to-back. They're up 3-2. Game six tonight. And if you ever see us tweeting out clips of Franklin Merrick-Ball, their broadcaster, uh, being in, like unbelievably excited, he will be on the call tonight for a potential championship uh, clinching game. So that is very exciting. The Venezuelan Winter League, I know uh, Tiburones, uh, the team that Ronald Acuna was playing for, he's not there anymore. They are going for the sweep, I believe. That game uh, is on Saturday. And they haven't won the championship there in like 30, 40 years. So... Uh, expect some quality winter league highlights this weekend at the very least. Otherwise, thank you all for listening to this episode of baseball barbercast. Thank you to Jake Mintz for visiting me in the middle of nowhere. Thank you to producer Chris for producing this podcast as if it was any other podcast. We appreciate it as always. Love you. We hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. We'll be back next week. Jake will be tracking to continue. You really, you can't, can't stay still. Jake's been all over the place. Jake, where are you going next week? Oh, get in. I am headed to the Universal Kingdom. Nope. Not what it's called. I'm going to the UK for a week to watch some footy. Um, going to replace Klopp. So, do, yeah, I'm going to replace <laughs> Klopp. You know that clip of Paul O'Neill when he kicked the ball yes. into the infield? Yes. I'm basically going to go watch that clip in Over England. and over. And the ball will be bigger. Over and over again. Oh, one of my very good friends lives in Europe, and I'm going to visit him in England, and I'm going to watch some... Cool. cool. So get, I'm going to say get in like 50 and times. And if Jake wasn't just in Australia, I would be, you know, stressed about the time zones, but eh, it's nothing. We'll, I onboarded you. We'll make it work. This will be way easier. Uh, but Jake will be in England. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all very soon. Uh, have a good
the weekend. Goodbye. Serious XM Podcasts.